the Apostle Peter, Grieving Widows, and the Miracle of Life. Grab your Bible and let's talk. Welcome to the Bible Glitter and Glue podcast, where Bible study and thought-provoking conversation lead to creative teaching. Now, here are your hosts, David and Mary Nelson. I'm Mary, and this is David, and here we are again for another episode of Bible Glitter and Glue. Thanks for joining us. I'm really loving what we're talking about today. I'm thinking back to times when my own mother made clothing for me, and I still remember some of those. She made a little smock top for a dress that I just thought was so special, and she made quite a few other things. And in today's story, we're going to read about a woman who made clothing, and that clothing was special to people. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. David, where are we in the context of what's happening in the book of Acts? Well, we left Peter off in chapter 8, traveling around from Samaria back to Jerusalem after the conversions of the Samaritans. We have the story of Saul's conversion in chapter 9. And now we're reintroduced to Peter again. He comes back into the story, and he's traveling around still. He's going into areas northwest of Jerusalem and the area of Lydda and Joppa, and he's traveling around preaching. So he goes to Lydda. And there he heals a lame man, and many people become followers of Jesus. He is in Lydda, and this is where our story begins. We're going to be looking at Acts chapter 9, verse 36 through verse 43. This is a short enough story for us to read, so let's just read this, Mary. Okay, how about you start us off, and I'll do the middle. And then I'll end us. (laughs) Sounds good. Okay, beginning in verse 36. In the city of Joppa, there was a follower named Tabitha. Her Greek name, Dorcas, means a deer. She was always doing good and helping the poor. And while Peter was in Lydda, Tabitha became sick and died. Her body was washed and put in a room upstairs. The followers in Joppa heard that Peter was in Lydda. Lydda is near Joppa. So they sent two men to Peter. They begged him, hurry, please come to us. Peter got ready and went with them. When he arrived, they took him to the upstairs room. All the widows stood around Peter crying. They showed him the shirts and coats that Tabitha had made when she was still alive. Peter sent everyone out of the room. He kneeled and prayed. Then he turned to the body and said, Tabitha, stand up. She opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then he called the believers and the widows into the room. He showed them Tabitha. She was alive. People everywhere in Joppa learned about this, and many believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for many days with a man named Simon, who was a leather worker. What a beautiful story. Like I said, it just reminds me of when we are gone, the things that we have made and the things that we have done will be talked about. And it makes me think about what will people remember when I'm gone? Peter is in Lydda, but the story takes place in Joppa. 
And both these small villages are northwest of Jerusalem, and they straddle the border between Judea and Samaria. They're in Judea, but they're close to the border of Samaria. And there would be a mixture of Jews and Samaritans probably living in these places. That's important to note for the the larger story. The gospel is spreading further and further from Jerusalem. We've already talked about how the gospel is breaking all these barriers, geographical barriers, yes, but also ethnic barriers. And that's what we're going to continue seeing in this story and in the next story as well. But this is a very touching story, Mary, because it concerns this woman. And a lot of times in Bible stories, women are not named, but not only is this woman named, her Aramaic and her Greek name is given, which I think underscores the significance of this story. Her name is Tabitha, and in Greek is Dorcas. And both of these mean a deer. And she gets sick and she dies. Now, of course, that's not unusual. People get sick and die. And she was probably an elderly person, maybe a widow, because in the room there were all these widows around crying. I think we can assume she was also a widow. Well, she was a special widow. I think one of the reasons that she was so missed was, I love the epitaph here, she was always doing good and helping the poor. What a beautiful thing to say about somebody. You know, when I'm gone someday, I hope people will say good things about me. And I just think about this. This woman is remembered for her good, the good she did. And that's a wonderful thought, isn't it? Because people are going to remember us. I think it's significant that it says that she's described as a follower of Jesus and that she was always doing good and she was helping the poor. And I'm reminded in the next chapter, and we'll talk about this next time, this is what Peter says about Jesus when he's telling Cornelius the good news about Jesus. In chapter 10 and verse 38, Peter says about Jesus, he went about doing good. And that's what it says about Dorcas. So she's like Jesus. She's just going about doing good for people. She's always thinking about others. And she's not famous in the sense that she's taking the gospel to far-flung regions. She's not speaking to big crowds of people. She's just doing good to the people around her. And I think that is a, a beautiful thing. And if there were no people doing that, this would be a terrible world. It would be. She's remembered for doing good and helping the poor. I would want to be remembered for that. She was probably known all over the area because of all these widows were around. She was always helping the poor. And it didn't seem to matter who the poor were. And her death seemed to be unexpected and a shock to all. They prepared her body for burial and they're later in the upper room. In the next scene... Two men go to Lydda, where Peter is, to get him to come back. These places are close together. This is all in the area of modern-day Tel Aviv in Israel. And Joppa is modern-day Jaffa or Jaffa. And Lydda is modern-day Lod. But we've all heard about Tel Aviv in Israel. And, you know, we mentioned in the context that there were 
people with different beliefs living in this place, you know, and that's like today. It's a mixed place even today. People with many different views and and belief systems, and yet they're living together in these cities, maybe with a bit of tension around. So this might not have been the easiest place to live, and yet Peter is in this whole area, this region, bringing Christ to these people. They find Peter, and they tell him to hurry up, come with us, back to Joppa. So Peter gets up, and he goes with them to Joppa. And they needed Peter there quickly, because in that time, in that culture, they buried the bodies very quickly. They didn't have an embalming or anything like that, so bodies would begin to decay very quickly. And so they go back, and they take Peter into the place where she was. She was in an upper room. Peter sees all these widows around crying and holding all of her clothing. They were proud of Dorcas. They were showing Peter all the things that she had made, and they were the ones who probably said that this woman was always doing good. She was especially the poor. She was making all these things for others. She was always thinking about others. Peter sends everybody out of the room, including these widows. I like how Luke tells a story because it says he kneels and prays, and then he turns to the body and calls out her name and tells her to stand up. Then it says... She opens her eyes and sees Peter and sits up. And then he extends his hand to hers. And then he helps her up to her feet. And then he calls everyone back into the room. And so the door opens. They come into the room, including the widows, and they see Dorcas standing. He presents her to them very much alive. Wow, what a story. And it says this news spread about throughout the whole community. Well, I bet it did. And many people became followers of Jesus. So Luke is the writer of Acts. He's putting these details in there, and that does make a great story, David. There are a lot of illusions. I'm thinking even the fact that this is an upper room, it brings back memories to me of Jesus being in the upper room with the apostles. I'm sure Peter is thinking about Jesus as this story unfolds. It's almost a parallel to Jesus raising someone from the dead. This story has parallels with a story from the life of Jesus in Luke chapter 8, verse 41 through 56, where Jesus raises Jairus's daughter from the dead. And some of the actions of Peter and Jesus are similar. So there's a parallel between these two stories. I don't know if it crosses Peter's mind, but it seems like it's like, well... I've not raised someone from the dead yet. At least we have no record of that. But here I'm raising somebody from the dead. I think I'm going to do it just like Jesus. He did it, so I'm going to be just like him. It's almost as if Jesus is there with Peter as he's doing this. The memory of Jesus is with Peter. But all of these things that are happening are just so real and so understandable. You you can feel like you were there with these people. These are just everyday people. These are just Christians like you and I know, David, that are going about trying to do good, trying to be good people and help others. And this is just to me like a, just a little small peek into what it would have been like in so many churches in the New Testament, these early churches, these Christians living together, working together, and just trying to do good. 
And that's a good thought. This is a touching story about a follower of Jesus who is remembered for always doing good. And her legacy was all these many pieces of clothing that she had made for others, including the poor. There has always been a special place in the heart of God for the poor. You read the Old Testament, especially the prophetic writings. God is always looking out for the poor. He is very concerned for those who are vulnerable, without power, who needed advocates, who needed justice. We can say in a sense that we're never more like God than when we're doing good for others, especially those who are less fortunate, who are vulnerable. So Dorcas is just a wonderful example and model of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. At least that's how I see this story. Verse 42 is the last verse in the story that we read, and it just says that Peter is staying at Simon the leather worker, and this is the transition verse to the next chapter. But we'll save our comments about that when we read chapter 10 and talk about chapter 10 next time. So Mary, like I said, this is a touching story, something that we can all relate to. So how can this story come alive and being meaningful in a children's class? There are a lot of relatable things in this story that are happening. Often children know grandmothers or aunties or even their own mother. They know that they've made things for them. They've made clothing for them or fixed dinner for them. They've done good things for them. And so children kind of relate to that. So we might talk about that a little bit in class and talk about how Some people help others a whole lot, and we can talk about those people. Maybe there's somebody at church that they know in their own congregation or community that is helpful in that way. So I think I'd want to start there just to continue that being able to understand what's happening. I'd share, I think, probably what I shared earlier, just that my mom used to make things for me. And even though my mom has died, I still remember and I still have some of those things. And I could even bring some of those things to class. I know I have a quilt that my grandmother made, a patchwork quilt that Oh, it's still so special to me, and I keep it in a safe place because I think of her every time. So maybe I'd show that to the children. That could be one thing you could do in the Bible class. Also, this idea of making things for someone, the children could sew. If you put your mind to it and think what's doable in the time you have with the ages of children you have, maybe you could sew a button onto something. This brings this story to life. The children can actually sew something like Dorcas did. That could be a good craft. Actually, I have a lot, David. The idea of giving clothing to the poor, maybe your church does that. Or if not your particular congregation, in your community, there may be used clothing stores. I know here in our town, we call those op shops, opportunity shops, and people donate clothing and others go and buy that clothing and the money goes to help people that are in need. And so it would be kind of fun to take the children to an op shop and if nothing else, gather some used clothing of our own and we can donate that to a shop. So that's another way. But with older children, I think I would want to look at these places on a map. Even Google Maps would be good just to find Tel Aviv on a Google Map. And I don't know if you realize, but in Google Maps, you can also look at photos that people have taken 
in those places today, what's happening today. So those are sometimes kind of good. If you look those up before class, you might find pictures of children in Tel Aviv. I just want children to understand that Dorcas was a woman that loved people and helped people, and she made things with her own hands to give to people. That is remembered and appreciated by others. So those are just some smaller ways. I think this is probably more relatable than I'm I'm saying with my words here. I think children really get this. So, David, I was thinking of Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. When we have the opportunity to help anyone, we should do it. But we should give special attention to those who are in the family of believers. So whether I'm teaching children or you're teaching adults, I think that probably is on our minds. But what about in the adult class? What would you do? You can message everyone before class and give people, of course, plenty of time and then ask them to bring a piece of clothing that someone has made for them, maybe a relative or a friend, but something that someone has made for you. It can be something knitted or sewn or crocheted. It can be any piece of clothing, a dress, cardigan, sweater, even a baby pair of booties that you still have. Yeah, bring those items to class and then ask the class to share their piece of clothing and why it's important, why it's special. And if there's a story connected with it, ask them to share the story. And then you can follow up with challenging the class with this question, how do you want to be remembered? And what are you doing to be remembered this way? So those are a couple of things that I think can help and enhance an adult class. Y'all, those sound really good. I think today where so many things are easily attainable, we probably don't think about clothes being made so much, but this is common even today in a lot of parts of the world. And it's not just a matter of because you want to do a craft. Clothes are needed. These are things that people really need and can use. And I love how Dorcas was so practical in how she helped people in this way. And I want to be like that. I want to be able to notice needs and to help people. So this story really means a lot to me. And I want to convey that to the children I teach. It means a lot to me, too, even though this is a a shorter story. It has such a powerful message about our legacy of how we want to be remembered. And she is remembered today that she went about doing good. And that inspires me to live my life to do good for others, because that's how I would like to be remembered. In this town, even at the last verses here, in the town of Joppa, people heard about this. They heard about this story. A lot of them would have known her because she helped them. But this made the gospel even more known and made it spread. And may God bless you as you speak into the lives of adults and children. Thank you for listening to the Bible Glitter and Glue podcast. Subscribe now to listen to new weekly episodes and visit missionbibleclass.org for more free resources to help you share God's word with children.